The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network in your ear holes for the 353rd time. Amazing. We're, we're getting way up there. Uh, let's dedicate this one to Lambasaurus, one of our friends from the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discard. I don't think we've given a episode out to Lambasaurus before, but Lambasaurus, he or she, they or them, uh, won a buttload of money uh, off of Gumby's Road to UFC picks from our last, what, three episodes? last week so congrats to lambasaurus and uh, kudos to uh, my co-host gumby reeland for for uh winning people buttloads and buttloads of money and gumby uh he also let me know ryan h um did quite well because we didn't have the odds for road to ufc and gumby's usually pretty good at predicting what the odds will be but a few of the fights his his predictions were off and then when ryan h saw the lines drop he uh, took advantage of it, thinking, you know, certain certain people were bigger favorites than they should have been, that, that type of thing. So he made a, a buttload of money, too. So maybe the episode should be dedicated to, to Gumby, but every episode is um, silently dedicated to him, whether I, I say it out loud or not. So um, we're going to recap quickly the Road to UFC events from this past weekend. And we're going to get you set for Cage Warriors 155. They are coming back to the U.S. to San Diego this coming Friday. So we're going to get you some picks for that. Cause we don't want to just do a recap episode. We want to actually give you picks. So let's bring in the, the man of the hour that I, I gave plenty of shine to it's the one and only Daniel Gumby Reeland. Yeah. It, in uh, first of all, if you didn't watch road to the UFC, you missed out. It I, was... I've, I'm only halfway through. So when you recap it, I'm going to go like this. Um, num, 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 num. So I don't hear it. So you, be annoying, you, 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 you watch, you, you watch episodes one and two. But not mm, three and four yet. No. Uh, I haven't finished episode two yet. It was I've been it's been a busy, a busy, oh, busy weekend. So God. So you have three and four are good. You haven't even touched three and four. Oh uh, no, not yet. Um, so I take so it I'm going to. There are there are some wild fights in three and four, including good. including maybe the one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my whole life. There was a crazy uh, one. I just saw one in part two where the guy elbowed the one guy and the guy oh yeah. swing and then Delay reaction face plant. Yeah, that that was a good one. Was that uh <laughs> Naraji knocked out Han yeah, Suol Kim. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Which which yeah, is a good was... one. Um, yeah. you know, so you've already seen Sangwon Kim win, which by uh, the way was a he he was a plus three hundred dog we had in episode one. Uh that was yeah. a big one. Mark Lamaco was a big cash for us. Uh Kaiwen Lee was a big cash for us. So you you have seen Sung Choi look good, real good for us. Um, you've seen a bunch, but um, yeah. I, you know, without giving anything away to my co-host here, who's in the process of catching up, we, no, we I did... just like I said, I'll just hum. Mm, no, is that annoying? Mm. Mildly. Uh, we did wind up only twelve and eight at the end of the night. Um, and with a couple of big dogs in there, that made us. Uh, I I think as far as my the odds, at least that I wrote down when they did eventually post, um, that that put us down like seventy eight dollars net. Um, which is not a great night, but I will tell you in the very last fight of the fourth uh, card, was that? We, yeah. we had an underdog, Juan Ben Key, uh, who, who uh, 
I'm going to spoil this one. He was going to win. You don't even have to watch this fight, dude. Uh, He he was going to win. He had started to gain uh, momentum against Bapalate. And uh, Bapalate got knocked down with a punch. Did he land illegal shots to the back of the head? Maybe. Was it DQ bad? Definitely not. Was Bapalate damn near unconscious because of the shots to the back of the head? No, he was unconscious because of the the shots that dropped him. Um, it was like a John Jones Matt Hamill moment. Yeah. Uh, and and ultimately, like if you swing that, he was a plus one fifteen underdog when I I booked him. Um, plus one fifteen underdog. So if you're down seventy eight bucks, that would have been a plus a hundred and twenty or hundred and thirty on the night if you swing it the other way. Um, so like. Yeah, we, we we wound up down slightly, but also it was razor thin margin. So, um, super entertaining night, super entertaining fights. I can't wait for the semifinals. The semifinals are going to be so good. Um, a lot of the people who I had pegged is going to be the champions of their division. Still in it, Mark Klamako. Still in it, um, Kamakubo. Still in it, Shin Haraguchi still in it so like all the people who i was super excited to see they're all right there and uh i'm looking forward to watching it again there you go sounds good sounds like it and was it fun in the discord i, I haven't even been on discord this it weekend. was it was popping i couldn't believe it so you know first of all always shout out to the discord because the discord rules yes. you guys are the, literally it's the best place to watch fights like if you're just like nosing in and out of the discord at all times but i will say this like I woke up at 6 a.m. for both fights, fight cards, mostly because my kid woke me up anyway. I was thinking maybe I'll sleep in on the second one, but my Man, kid woke me up. Which for one? Both. The younger one? Oh, no, no, the older one. The younger the one older sleeps one. till the, the The three-year-old sleeps till nine. The four-year-old Really? He, he was five. the one that was a problem before, though. Oh, no, no, no. They, they alternate. You, you know how this uh, works. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, right. if, one of them, if one of them calms down, the other one gets crazy. Yeah, that's um, true. So that's he true. woke me up at like 5.15, 5.30, which Ugh. is just the perfect amount of time to make a pot of coffee, sit down, and turn your UFC on. And uh, I, I flipped open the Discord to be like, man, it's probably me and Jong in here and nobody else. <laughs> Jong and, will definitely be there. Some. Yeah. And, you set an and, alarm for 2 a.m. Pacific, you said. So. But, dude, it wasn't even just me and Jong. Turnip was in there. Uh, Labambasaurus was in there. Like uh, Ryan H. Ryan H. caught up afterwards. He wasn't in there the yeah. whole time. Um, who, th- there was somebody else in there. I feel bad not shouting every single person out. But like, oh, uh, Mick, Mick, uh, what, whatever the he's got the green icon. I even know what the icon looks like. Uh, Mac yeah. Attack, Mac, Mac Attack, Attack was yeah. in there the whole time. Um, yeah, it was just like people. Con- uh, Kunjiva was in there the whole time. Like it, it was. It was popping. We were nonstop watching fights together at six o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. And if any of you bastards are Western time or mountain time, you're crazier than I am. Uh, But yeah, no, it was, it was a great time. Yep. John said he was setting an alarm and I said for 2 a.m. His time. And I'm like, you, you don't need an alarm. (laughs) You don't, you don't, you don't sleep. And I bet he didn't need an alarm because you know, that's the way John rolls. But all right. We told you about the discard. Get in there. You're losing money if you're not on the Discord, as the uh, hockey uh, podcast friends say. As a as a uh, as a sleeper pick here, by the way, for those of you who are not in the yep. Discord, uh, there was a sports book that suddenly posted odds for Cage Titans, which is in Plymouth, Massachusetts, uh, and I dropped a couple of damn near even money plays in there on Saturday, and both of them hit big. So uh, you you could have been in there winning winning money too. See. 
we sound like touts. No, we're not touts. We're not selling we're not you our touts. picks. They're all free. But we're giving you, you, winning, you have free out. winning picks. You get them yeah. for free and you can come hang out. Exactly. Hang out and win. All right. I'm going to tell you about another thing we're big on. And then we're going to give you some picks. We're going to give you a boost, uh, an edge, you could say, with our picks. And we also can tell you about edge boost. That was It was kind of forced, that transition. But anyhow, we're going to do it. Anyway. We're, we're going to roll with it anyhow. Have you signed up for edge boost yet? If not, you're missing out. Edge boost is the world's first. But now pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and payback advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds in your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And as we make these picks, Gumby will will designate one of them his edge boost double damn play of the day, right? I got one circled for it. Oh, good. All right. That is good enough. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll tell you all about that. Actually, we'll save it to the very end, and then people have to listen to the very, very end. How's that sound? I love it. All right. Not that everybody does listen to the very end, I'm sure. But all right. Um, Cage Warriors 155 is the event, a.k.a. Cage Warriors. Well, actually, they're calling it Cage Warriors 155 San Diego. It's going down in San Diego, California. Um, this this is kind of this is kind of their uh, home away from all north, north. Yeah, their North American uh, setup seems to be in San Diego. Which actually means California, which means I will be able to get the payouts, the actual official purses for these fighters. So if you want to see that, sign up to my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. All right. It's on UFC Fight Pass. It's Friday. It's happening June the 2nd, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is going down at the Sikuan, Sikuan Casina Resort. I'm probably butchering that. Do you know that name? I, I don't. I'm guessing it's probably a, a, Psy- uh, a tribal land. It's like Hewan. It could be in San Diego, California. Actually, I may not have if this is um, like a tribal gaming commission. I may not have the uh, the um, fighter payouts. We'll have to wait and see. Anyhow, thirteen fights. We are we're going to break down five last minute here, right before we recorded. One of them fell out. So we're, no, we're going to. I actually, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to do this to you. I, I, I was just told that that fight is not actually off. The, the thing. Oh my god! All right, one second. Oh, here we go. Control. Zed to the rescue, Dan, or control the, the, Z for you, Americans. The, the person who reported that that fight was off was incorrect, and the uh, the issue with it is now back on. So uh, that that fight's still happening. All right, control Z Z. Save <laughs> the day, Dan. It is still there. I, uh, I can't believe I can, this has never happened to me. But uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Perfect. Well, there you go. Breaking news on the breaking news. So, all right, we're gonna start with. Better make sure of these things before they happen here. We're gonna start with Roberto Hernandez Moses Diaz. That sound right? That's a fight that is still going. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Three five-minute rounds at the featherweight division in the featherweight division. All right. Uh we'll tell you about Diaz first. We don't have odds for this, but like I told you off the top, that's actually turned out to be a good thing for someone. Um, so Gumby, like I said, he's usually pretty good at predicting these odds. But if you if you uh Odds drop on whatever sportsbook you use, and they're way different than what Gumby said. Then you know you may be able to find some value here. Obviously, in the Discord, we'll talk about that too when the odds actually do drop. So, all right, Diaz five and zero with four knockouts. This is his Cage Warriors debut. That's all I got. Sorry, uh, Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Gumby can fill in some blanks there. 
Hernandez is six and one, one knockout, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Four and zero in Cage Warriors. He's won six straight fights, so his debut is the only fight he lost. He's not lost a fight since September 2017. That aforementioned debut, and that's all I got for him as well. Gumby, fill in the blanks here. This is I. I this is a uh, you have to color within the lines. I, I set up the lines for you. you <laughs> so. So I'm going to say in this fight, the, the odds will be pretty close. Because as you mentioned, uh, Hernandez only lost his first fight. Diaz has never fought, lost a fight at all. I'm going to say Diaz winds up negative 140 here uh, to Hernandez, probably plus 125, plus, plus 130. Um, and I'm going to go with Moses Diaz here. I, and here's why. I, I think if you watch Hernandez, th- there are two big issues that I think he's going to run into with Moses Diaz. The first one being... That I, I think he's a touch slower. Um, and, and when it comes to striking, you, you know, like speed winds up being a big piece of it. Obviously, knockout power does too, but they're only featherweights. So, like, speed can wind up being a huge facet to the game here. And if you watch Moses Diaz fight, especially the one-two he throws, like, he, he lives behind a jab a little bit, but the one-two he throws behind that jab tends to be a lot quicker than most of the things that you see out of Hernandez. And then the other thing I will say that that worries me about Hernandez and why I just can't get behind him, even if he winds up a dog here, is just that, like, he's one of those dudes who won't commit to, like, an, a, a prolonged exchange. Like, if somebody thinks on him heavily, he'll just keep backing up and he'll wind up with his back against the cage. Um, he doesn't like to be first. He likes to be a counter guy. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with being a counter guy, but if you don't have a lot of knockout power and you're a touch slower than the other guy, being a counter guy is just not going to work out. And so I think Diaz is going to live long. I think you're going to see him hit a bunch of leg kicks because those are safe things that don't risk a counter or at least don't risk a a huge counter. And he's just going to keep backing up Hernandez over and over and over again. So at like, you know, if, if as long as you can get him in the low 100s, low to mid 100s, I think he's just like a good straight play. Um, if he starts to trend towards 200, I would say like, maybe just avoid him altogether. Um, because like, you know, he's, he's faster, he's quicker. He's got a lot of things, but like, there's nothing really that sticks out about Moses Diaz. That's like, man, sign this dude up for contender series. Give me more Moses Diaz. You know, like he's an undefeated prospect. That's exciting in its own right. But like nothing about him, like screams, like hot prospect or screams. He should beat the hell out of Hernandez here. So I, I like him. I like him in the low 100s value. If he gets too much higher than that, I, I think we just pass. All right. There we go. First pick of the day. It's a chalky one. Maybe it'll be better than, than Gumby said. Who knows? Um, all right. What are we going to move to next? How about... Oh, good. You gave me a couple of names to say here, didn't you? Uh, Jovadon Kahojaev? Kahojaev. Kahojaev. Jovadan Kahojaev is from what country is he from? Do you know? I if know I'm not mistaken, I believe he's Tajikistan. Oh, look at you. You're correct. He's Tajikistan versus Sunni Imo. What? Is it Imoheep? Imoteep. Imoteep. But I also want to just go back real quick to to uh, our first guy here. Uh, yes. Kahojaev. While he is, is, I'm pretty sure he's a Tajik dude. I'm pretty sure he trains out of Vietnam. Oh, interesting. Um, because exactly uh, a hotbed for MMA. No, but he's fought a bunch of times out of Vietnam, which is kind of interesting. Oh, okay, interesting. All right, so this is three five-minute rounds at 
lightweight. I will tell you about Imhotep. First Ghost is the nickname. He's 3-1 and one with two knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He did fight in Bellator where he went 1-1. One one. Uh, he's won his last fight, and he's an inch taller than Kahojayev. Kahojayev, 3-1-1 one one with one submission. Never been finished in a fight. This is Cage Warriors debut. He's won two straight fights, the last via submission, and he used to fight up at welterweight. That's all yeah. I got. So uh, I'm going to say that this fight opens with Kaho Jaev as a slight favorite, probably even smaller than we just saw Diaz as Moses Diaz. I said, what, negative 140. I'm going to say you're going to see Kaho Jaev negative 125. Uh, I think this cage Warriors card is actually going to have a lot of really close odds. Um, so I'm going to say Imhotep plus 115. And I'm actually going to go Imhotep here. Uh, I think uh, if you look at Kaho Jaev, uh, very low level of competition, maybe some of the lowest level of competition you've seen in a while. Um, he, the last guy he fought was O and O. And if you look on tapology, it says Vietnam regional. It doesn't even say the name of the fight guard. It was on it. Just, just says Vietnam regional. Uh, and that was 11 months ago, uh, which is, you know, kind of somewhat alarming. Um, and if you look at Emotep, there's, there's a lot of information you can get from Emotep because he was a Bellator guy. He fights super long. He's got decent takedown defense. And really, if if you go back and you look at what uh, Kyle Jayev has, it's like a lot of his best things that happened to him on the um, Vietnam regional scene was like he had some like nice takedowns, but it was against guys who like look like they'd never seen a double leg takedown before or never seen like somebody run the pipe before. Um, and he like muscles them. He, like, unnecessarily muscles him. And I think he's going to be at a strength disadvantage here. And in addition to that, like, he also just, like, throws up his hands and gets super close to his opponent in a lot of these fights. And I don't think he's going to do that here against Imhotep. Imhotep has a ridiculous reach. So he he's six foot one, which is already kind of a big lightweight, right? Like, that's not a small lightweight. Six foot one uh, is a pretty big no, lightweight, but he has an 80 and a half inch reach. So that's um, like six foot eight. Yeah, six that's like nine almost. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's six, eight and a half. Um, yeah. and, and like, that's a crazy reach for a dude to have. And he does a good job of fighting long. Um, his takedown defense is all like what it's supposed to be. He trains out of black house. He's got good jujitsu. So I, I actually think Imhotep is going to be a small dog here. And if he is, or anywhere near even money for that matter, jump on Emotep here. There you go. I never thought you would say the Vietnamese regional scene on this podcast, but you did. So there you go. Ding, oh, ding, come ding. on. You, you didn't think we'd hit the, we'd, you <laughs> don't true. think we'd hit Vietnam. Where, where else haven't we hit? <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, all right. Should I read another ad? What, what's the recording time at? Let's go behind the scenes here. What are we at? I, I think we're at like. I don't know. We talked a whole bunch of shit beforehand. Doesn't, Maybe you don't, don't you have I a think, timer on your screen? I, I think we're at 18 minutes. All right. I'm going to tell you about Shady Rays. I, I don't want to overlook them because it's still Shady May for a few more days. Shady Rays and Shady May. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also get a chance to win 500 bucks. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades. Customized both snow goggles and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Our our fearless leader, Sean uh, Stacking Money Green, was actually 
he's up in the mountains with the shady race. He posted Dip, a, a dip video. in his face in some water. <laughs> yep. There you go. Our fearless leader is taking outdoor adventures with this shady race. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of Polaris sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure to take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady, S-H-A-D-Y, for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Take that money out of Gumby's pocket. All right. Um, Immotap, we did that fight. All right, the fight that was canceled and then not canceled. Wilson and DeJesus <laughs> is next, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, John DeJesus and Daniel. Uh, yeah, Daniel was Damon, right? Damon Wilson, Damon John Wilson. DeJesus, three five-minute rounds out the in the featherweight division. DeJesus Platano is the nickname. Do you know what that means, Dan? Uh, it's it's meant just like a pl- Platano is in the banana. Yeah, it's like the it's, it's like a banana looking. Yeah, plantain. Yeah, Plant, like plantain. Yeah, that's like a banana-looking banana looking thing. It's a green banana. <laughs> it's true. All right, fifteen and eleven, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted four times, so that rings a bell right there. Uh, we may have an issue there. A one and one in Cage Warriors. He's gone loss, win, loss, win, loss over his last five fights. He went two and two in Bellator. For the first time, I can say he has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Go to the store and get this shirt, sportsgumbingpodcast.com slash store. 2012 Pro MMA debut. He's an inch taller than Wilson. Wilson is the nomad. He's 6-1 and one with four knockouts. He's been knocked out himself once. 5-1 and one in Cage Warriors. He did win his last fight. He used to fight down at Bantamweight, and he's three years younger than DeJesus. And it's over to Gumby. So first of all, I'm going to say Wilson comes in here as a large favorite, plus or uh, minus 250, let's say. Um, a gonna pick him to win i think he's sharper on the feet i think he's crisper i think he's got more pieces to his game particularly like like a lot of his finishes have come from just like very hard strikes on the feet um or cuts or things like that like he's good he's sharp on the feet i'm gonna tell you if you get him at anything higher than negative 200 don't bet him um, and it seems silly because you're going to look at John DeJesus and you're going to see 15 and 11 on his pro career. And you're going to be like, well, that's fucking that's a ridiculous record, right? He's fought 26 times. He's got 15 wins. Why would I not bet the farm opposite of him? And like, don't get me wrong. I like Damon Wilson and his only losses to Bias Harlia, uh, who, who's going to fight on contender series coming up. Um, that's his only loss. But listen to the people, you know. That John DeJesus has lost. First of all, Roberto Hernandez, who we just talked about on the show. Right. Kai Kamaka. Yep, I know Aaron, him. Aaron Pico. Yep. Bill, Bill Algio. Pat Sabatini. Danny Chavez. Billy Quarantillo. Aaron Phillips. Like, dude, like he has just fought an insane run of people. And even some of the people who you maybe not heard that he's fought, right? Like even some of the people he's lost to that maybe you haven't heard of, like uh, you, you probably don't know the name Jason Soros. Uh, Jason Soros, 14 and 0 as in his pro career, 
was about to be on the ultimate fighter and didn't wind up making it on the show and then was going to fight a couple of times in uh, PFL and he withdrew from those fights and then he just retired. Um, but he, he retired his career 14 and 0, and that's another one of John DeJesus' losses. So like this dude has just fought a ton of really good dudes. Ultimately, I don't think he's fast enough to beat somebody like Damon Wilson. I think he's not well-rounded enough to beat somebody like Damon. I think Damon Wilson could dig deep and decide just like, hey, if I'm losing the striking battle, the double egg's there. I think I can double egg John DeJesus, and it's no problem. I worry about John DeJesus' chin. Even if he wins a banks around early, the chance of him getting knocked out late, it's there. Um, I, I like Wilson. I'm just going to say straight up, if you see him at anything over negative 200, pass. Get yourself... You know, a number under negative 100, squeeze him in a parlay if you like that. But, like, don't let him be your parlay killer at negative 230. But we all know this fight's going to end up getting canceled anyhow. So what's the point, right? That's what happens to John DeJesus. I will give him that. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're jumping way up to third from the top. Now, Franz Sorman versus James Settle. And it's a band weight fight, three five-minute rounds. So I'm going to tell you about Settle. First, three and three, one knockout, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Oh, and two in Cage Warriors. He's lost uh, over his last three fights. He's gone oh, two, oh, and two with one no contest, is what I'm trying to spit out. So it hasn't won in three straight fights. All right, Stormin, the doctor is the nickname. Four and oh, one knockout, two submissions. And this is his Cage Warriors debut. And that's all I have. These guys are kind of mystery men. Gumby, not a mystery to him, though. Go ahead. No, I I've, I know both of these pretty well. So Stormin is a uh, veteran of a. A promotion we learned a little bit about this past weekend. Jeff, what can you tell me about One Pride MMA Fight Night? <laughs> uh, I, I just know the name. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, We So we learned about a lot about One Pride MMA Fight Night uh, out of Indonesia, which is a popular organization we talked about for the uh, the eroded UFC cards. And th- that's where Fran Sorman has fought. He's fought all of his fights on that fight card. Um, he's won most of them in the first round on that. He's fought mostly absolute shit competition in that. But he is 4-0. And he's going to be fighting James Settle, who, who is uh, 3-3 and one no contest. And to be fair, in that one no contest, uh, he also was knocked out in that one no contest. Uh, so he, he's really 3-4, and four, but that guy failed the drug test. Um, one of the fights was to Junior Cortez, who's going to be on the... Um, Contender Series this upcoming year. and It's, it's almost here, everybody. It's almost yeah. here. And he's he's already been on the Contender Series once. Uh, he also lost to Damon Wilson, who we just mentioned, uh, on the last fight card. So I, I think because of the record-wise alone, three and four or three and three with a no contest, I, I think you're going to see a large favorite here for Fran Sorman. Uh, I think Sorman's going to come in here like negative 300, maybe even higher, negative 330. And you're going to be able to get somebody like Settle at plus 280. And this is my big swing. I, I like James Settle here. If you're, if you're going to go with a big dog on Cage Warriors, you might as well go James Settle. Because here's the thing. Sorman is a dude who goes with very high-risk movements. If you watch him, lots of, uh, lots of flying knees, lots of flying kicks. Uh, you'll, you'll see him do like, if he gets in a clinch and he wants a takedown, he'll do a lat drop, uh, which not that lat drops never work. In fact, they've sometimes worked for him, but like a lat drop is a high risk move against somebody who can grapple. 
And the thing is, is Settle, he, he might not be brilliant anywhere. Obviously, he's three, three and three, maybe three and four. Um, he, he shouldn't be brilliant anywhere. But he's got very good basic striking. Like, he knows how to live behind his jab. He knows how to throw a basic one-two. He knows how to throw, like, a hook to the body if he absolutely needs it. He does the little things right on the feet. And he's got fucking god-awful takedown defense. Maybe some of the worst takedown defense you've ever seen. But he's got really good grappling off of his back. He uses, like, a high guard. He uses a rubber guard. Um, He's got a nice triangle. He does a whole bunch of things right. And so against a guy who's got really risky movements like Sorman it's like if Sorman uses really risky movements and gives up his back one time like settle is not a guy who winds up on top very often but if he winds up on top I guarantee this dude is better at jujitsu than anybody you're, you're looking to bet at plus 280 so I'm gonna take the guy with like way higher competition level a much worse record and like very good jujitsu skills here uh, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. So give me James Settle. You're really going to settle on Settle? I, I'm just, I, sometimes you got to settle. Okay. Apparently you have to settle. So um, is there a number that you wouldn't bet him at? Obviously, if he's a favorite, you're not going to bet him. But is there a range? I, I'm going to tell you, I think if he got down to plus 175, I'd be like, all right, I like him. But I'm not going to bet him anymore at plus 175. No settling. Because, like, like I said, he's got very bad takedown defense. Like, I, put it this way. Jeff would take him down. Wow. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, like, twice the size, but, okay. Twice, twice? his age, probably, too. But, Only twice? Uh, no, a little less than twice. I'm losing Yeah, yeah. yeah t- 270. 100 pounds on him, at least. No, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I've never been 270, no. I've never been but 270. Yes. I've never been 270. <laughs> I've never been, I've never been 100 pounds more than him, but it close. No. Um this this is a you in order to host this podcast you have to weigh 200 pounds or more by the way just so you oh know. yeah at least yes yes yeah, yes. yeah. i've only At been under that least. i've only been under that when i was cutting weight but uh no I, I'm plus 175 i'd be like okay he's cool but like all of his deficiencies worry me enough but like i, I don't know anything over plus 175 and i think he's gonna be way over that because you see like on a regional card you see three and three versus four and no oh. You're yes. never gonna see that three and three guy at less than plus two hundred. E- even go. if his even if his career is like he's fought the hardest of the hard guys, you're never gonna see him at plus two hundred or less. So yeah, like I-, I think you're gonna see settle in a very nice number here. All right, everyone, settle in on settle. Uh, you you don't really don't like this co-main event, right? We're skipping it. I, you know, I, I don't know that Tapology <laughs> has these right. Cause, oh, uh, yeah, it's true also. Yeah. And, and if they do, you're right. Like, Elijah, just so you guys know, uh, Elijah Harris, whose nickname is Mr. Fucking Samoa, uh, the fucking I added myself, Um, he, he's going to kill the guy he's fighting. He's fighting Chris Lewis. Uh, it's not a good fight. He, he's got really good jujitsu, just so people who are, like, looking to get in on this know. Um. Mr. Samoa's got good jiu-jitsu. He trains with uh, Manola Hernandez and Richie Martinez, the boogeyman Martinez at 10th Planet San Diego. Um, and and that's the same place where uh, we saw uh, what was the chick on the Ultimate Fighter's name, who I can't stand, um, who got her, her shit beat by uh, Victoria Hardy. Or, uh, Brogan, Brogan Walker Sanchez? No, no, the one who lost to Brogan Walker. Oh, um, oh, oh. Uh. 
The one who, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Juliana Miller. Juliana Miller. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he trains out of the same gym as Juliana Miller. He's got good. I didn't know you hated her too. Oh, I don't like it. Uh, he's got good jujitsu like Juliana Miller. Only he's, uh, yeah, you know, he's two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Um, yeah, he's Mister Small, and he's fighting a dude who's two and four and uh, took the fight on short notice. So uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll handle he'll handle business there. We're gonna skip that one and we're gonna get to. No, we we didn't skip it. We just did it. Uh, it's not an official. Much. <laughs> not an official thing. Um, that being said, oh, did you see Elijah Harris anywhere near negative one? Ne- negative. If he's under negative 250, throw him in a parlay. There you go. Throw him in a parlay. All right. Main event is three five-minute rounds at lightweight. James Lancer versus Kyle Driscoll. I want to call him old Driscoll, but it's just Driscoll. All right. Driscoll, 13 and four, five knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's one and one in cage warriors. He's gone eight and one over his last nine fights. However, he did lose his last fight via TKO. He was one and one in the contender series. Didn't get a contract though. Used to fight at featherweight and was a regional champion. Lynch, the MMA PA, six and three. Do you know anything about that nickname before you move on? Or the, the MMA M- Paw? Is it Paw? I maybe the MMA Paw. <laughs> okay, you you don't know anything about it. Okay. I, I I don't know anything about it. He could be the father of MMA, or who knows? Or he could be from Pennsylvania. But uh, the MMA PA or Paw, Lynch is six and three. One knockout, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once as well. Four and two in Cage Warriors. He's gone three and one over his last four, including winning his last fight. Used fight at welterweight and made his debut in 2013. Over to you. So if if I'm looking at this one, and odds wise, I, I think Driscoll is actually going to be a pretty large favorite. I'm going to say negative 260 um, to Lynch, who will be like, you know, plus 230 if that's the return on it. Um, I, I'm going to pick Driscoll. I'm going to say I don't like that number if that's what it winds up being. Like, I, I, I think it's going to be in the high 200s. And what do you like? I, I probably high 100s. Yeah. Like, okay. if he's in high 100s, I'll bet him straight. He'd have to be like barely over 200 for me to throw him in a parlay. But like, other than that, I, I'm probably just passing on Cause like, look, look, he, he lost his last fight by knockout, but he lost his last fight to George Hardwick, which uh, if you don't know regional, MMA, you're not like a regional MMA guy. George Hardwick is a is a dude. He, he's a guy that we should all pay attention to, and he's especially a guy who's really good at shots to the body, which is what he finished Kyle Driscoll with. Um, he's won three straight fights with punches to the body. Um, I heard a rumor recently that uh, George Hardwick is going to be on Contender Series. Um, it's not confirmed yet, but George Hardwick, probably a contender series guy, probably going to win easy on the contender series, probably going to be one of our discords guys, guys. Um, but like Driscoll's only loss in his last like eight or nine fights is to that guy. He won on contender series. As you mentioned, he won against the guy who I love a Northeast guy, a dude who I, I care a lot about, uh, Dennis Sweetbread Piva. Um, it, it, <laughs> Sweetbread is a sick nickname, by the way. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but the the thing that that sets Driscoll apart from James is just like a really good ability to counter. Like both of them, quick enough on their feet. Both of them throw good leg kicks. Both of them like kind of grapple when their striking isn't working, and they're good enough at doing that. And they stuff takedowns at roughly the same rate. But one of them 
when you kick them in the leg, they throw a left over the top and it hurts them. One of them, if you throw a jab and you don't land and you overextend yourself, they hurt you and sting you with a straight. And the other one, when you miss on everything, just backs away and is happy to be there. Uh, and, and Driscoll is the one who hurts you. Lynch is the one who doesn't hurt you. And I think that's the difference maker here. I'll, I'll take the guy who's punishing you every single time versus the guy who's just like happy to be there, which is what I kind of feel like James Lynch is. Um, not to be confused with the uh, commentator slash interviewer, James Lynch. Yep. Um, Canadian. James Lynch Canadian? I think so. Oh, I, think so. I think he's from out damn, west, yeah. Damn, man. All of the MMA writers are Canadian. You know who's uh, not Canadian anymore? Newsflash. Loopy. Oh, Loopy. Loopy Goodinez is going to, yeah. she's going to Mexico. Lobo Jim. Yeah, yeah, Lobo Jim. I, you know, time, I, so. I, I almost sent you that article to be like, she's not Canadian anymore, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's dead no. to us now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, buddy. Um, she, she can still be Canadian in her heart. Um, okay. But that being said, yeah, like I, I, I like uh, I like Driscoll here. I don't like him if he's at a high two hundred number, but I will uh, say Driscoll, my official pick. All right, let's go through all these official picks of Mister Gumby's. Got Driscoll, probably as a pretty sizable favorite. Settle, hopefully as a very sizable dog. Wilson as a sizable favorite. Uh, Imhotep, hopefully as a as a little bit of a dog. And to kick things off, Diaz as a as a small favorite, right? That sounds right to me. All right, and our edge boost double down play of the day. I'm giving that to you right now. Uh, we're gonna go with James Settle. Uh, I mentioned before I don't like Fran Sorman because of his one pride. MMA fight night background, but I also like James Settles jujitsu. I like a guy who's got uh, a nice rubber guard. So uh, our double down, if you can get him at plus money, get in on it, especially a big number. Uh, James Settle, double down, uh, double down edge boost MMA play of the night. Hear that, everyone? Gumby loves a guy with a strong rubber guard, right? Anything else about the Vietnamese regional scene we need to know before we bid farewell? One MMA pride fight night <laughs> might be the worst. I, I'm going to rank it below Samurai Fight Night. Because Samurai Fight Night, by the way, I, I think I've said it already on this show. Yep. Samurai Fight Night has got a guy on Contender Series this year. Uh, Kevin Viegos. Get excited. He's on there. Yep. There you go. We'll have to wait for... I can't even remember the name anymore. One pride... Fight night MMA, is that right? One Remember pride right? MMA fight night. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, enough. Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk about them in, in future episodes, I'm sure, because they'll be around forever. Um, all right, we told you about the Discord. Give them there, have some fun with us. Twitter, if that's your scene, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that account for us. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. Told you about my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Sign up there. You can get a free subscription, or you can unlock all of my articles for a year for only 24 bucks. What a steal. And then you'll get emails, uh, MMA writing and stats and stuff for me in your inbox every day, pretty much. And you can enter uh, for free uh, a weekly pick em contest for the UFC. So that posts every Monday that there is a UFC or three times a month. I won't lie. It's not every UFC, but pretty much everyone. Uh, we haven't talked about Top Turtle MMA, but Gumby has that podcast where he in he interviews interesting MMA people. So I'm sure he has some more interesting people this week. Are you I do. willing to announce or is it is it? A yeah, yeah, this this week uh, we got him in the can already. So this week I'm going to be talking to Damon Blackshear. 
Uh, for yep. the very first time I've ever interviewed him, he's going to be chatting with me, uh, and he's fighting this upcoming Saturday, and then fighting on the pay-per-view in Canada on uh, June 10th is Ayman Zahabi, who uh, oh, I got back. Yeah, he's back, and actually, he talks a little bit about why he's been gone for so long. So uh, he really doesn't fight much, though. So it's really not surprising. He he doesn't, but he actually talks about why that is, and it's not his. Yeah, don't fault. give it away. Uh, so so check out uh, Tough Turtle on the May, and uh, I'm I'm excited to talk to him. I love Ayman Zahabi. Yep, very very nice Canadian lad. Um, all right. And then obviously all of our writings, everyone's writings and podcasts and giveaways and discounts and links to books and all that fun stuff is at sportsgumblypodcast.com. So we'll be back in your ears tomorrow. We're going to break down KSW. KSW, one of the biggest promotions in Europe. Uh, they have a real big event. This is, is this like their. This is, this is their shit, man. This yeah. Is I was their... going to say, do they always have a big one this time no, of no, year? No. Or... So this is. They, they've had two shows ever that they've called KSW Coliseum. The first right. one broke like a European attendance record. And the second one is maybe more star-studded. Like, this is yeah. a... Th- this fight card is incredible, dude. Um, I-, I was looking through it, and I had a tough time whittling it down to five. Yeah, bunch of title fights that aren't even at the top of the card. So, uh, tells you all you need to know about this. We'll be breaking that down, giving you picks. We have we have lines for that for these fights as well. They've been dropped already. So, um, that will be tomorrow. So, we'll give you something to come back for. Uh, until then, I will remain the nomad, Jeff Fox. Uh, my co-host, Platano, Gumby Vreeland. He better come back tomorrow because he knows what all these fighters are going to break down. And we will talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.